Today on the show, RTJ wins on a rubber down Brownstown. Did you see what I did there? Uh, the Outlaw Late Models are finally back. The Outlaw Sprint cars cancel and everybody is pissed and more. Let's go. It's Thursday, April 20th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. At Brownstown last night for the backside of a Flow Racing Night in America doubleheader this week, we got a dominant Ricky Thornton Jr. victory. He started outside front row, jumped to the lead at the start over Devin Moran, and never looked back over the 50-lap main event. The track did take rubber pretty early in that one, so any passing needed to be done early, and it sounded like RTJ knew what was coming. He said afterward that watching the modified B-Main showed him where the track was probably headed, and he knew that getting to the lead early was going to be key. Second place finishing Mike Marler echoed those comments, saying the track was probably a bit too dry to start the main event. Moran ended up third after starting on the pole, which was a much-needed good finish for that double-down motorsports team. Those guys haven't been in contention for wins like we'd expect them uh, to be. Uh, but they have maybe found and corrected some issues they were dealing with. Moran mentioned last night some wiring stuff. Uh, it was the first top three finish for Moran since way back in February with the Outlaws. With a win and a second these first two nights, Marler will take the points lead to Spoon River, uh, which is coming up in a few weeks on May 10th. RTJ, Tim McCready, Moran, and Brandon Shepard complete the uh, top five in the Flow Racing Night in America standings. I did want to give a hat tip today to Ben Shelton and Dustin Jarrett for not glossing over the fact that the track took rubber last night. From the announcer's booth, they talked us through the situation. They pointed out some signs of when it was starting to come, and I appreciated that they didn't try and sugarcoat it. We need more of that on nights when things go south with track conditions. I also thought the field of drivers did a nice job managing their tires last night. Normally when rubber goes down, you can expect at least some measure of flats, but we didn't have that last night. I feel like at least if we're going to have a track where things go rubber down, it helps when those guys can manage their tires because at least we can get through the feature in a reasonable amount of time and not have to sit through 47 cautions. And if you were curious, Kyle Larson was back in the modified last night. He ended up fifth behind Tyler Nicely's win. So Kyle Larson, no longer perfect in a dirt late or in a dirt modified. Uh, looking ahead to the dirt late model weekend coming up, the focus will very much turn to the World of Outlaws late model series. Lucas has canceled their stops this weekend at Tri-City and Macon because of weather. And the Outlaws have three nights of racing coming up. Plus, I think with $50,000 on the line Saturday at Talladega, I think you'll see a lot of the heavy hitters go that way. RTJ tweeted last night after his win that the 20RT team would be at 411 tonight, and I'm sure plenty of other uh, drivers and teams will follow. It's been two full months since we last saw the World of Outlaws late models at Volusia, and they'll get this weekend started tonight at 411 in Tennessee. As a quick reset for the series, through the four races at Volusia way back at the start of the year, Chris Madden is the series points leader right now by 14 over Brian Shirley. Kyle Bronson, Bichette, Max Blair all round out the top five. Moran, Bobby Pierce, and Hudson O'Neill took those four wins. Uh, Pierce and O'Neill with one each. Uh, Moran had two. McCready finished top five all four nights, while he and RTJ were also top 10 all four nights. Madden is the most recent series winner at 411 that happened back in 2020, and Jimmy Owens won a pair of super late model shows at 411 a season ago. After tonight's 10,000 win main event, the Outlaws will head to Talladega for two nights of racing that's kind of happening in conjunction with the NASCAR Cup Series across the street at the big track. 
Friday will feature a split field of 4,000 win features. That's going to help set up action for Saturday's big money. I think that's going to be a fun couple of nights at Talladega. You've got the outlaws there for big cash, and they're going to be joined by USCS Sprint Cars. Uh, if you can't get to 411 tonight, Dirt Vision will have live coverage. Besides Lucas canceling for the weekend, we've already lost some big open wheel races as well. Because of very low temperatures and wind, the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars have canceled their Friday and Saturday races at Knoxville. These events will not be made up. The comments on those social posts, uh, kind of looking at Twitter and Facebook, are certainly interesting. I feel like none of the people complaining about the cancellations would ever sit in the stands on a 40-degree night or 30-degree night with 20-mile-per-hour winds. It's going to be absolutely miserable. I think some forget that these series and racetracks are businesses and that in certain instances, the right business move is canceling. A track like Knoxville and a series like the Outlaws, they know what a crowd is going to look like on a night like those coming up. This is not their first rodeo. You can't sit here and complain about racetracks failing or purses not being high enough and then also be pissed when a track isn't willing to take a loss on a race night. It's completely illogical. There's also a ton of complaints in there about an off weekend where the outlaw teams now can't race. Many out there seem to continue to not understand that the full-time teams agreed to the terms of the Platinum Agreement. It wasn't forced on them. Sprint Car team can run every single outlaw show and every other race they want with zero restrictions. Just don't sign the paper. And if you think that's not true, ask Brent Marks or Anthony Macri or Justin Peck or Buddy Kofoid or Rico Abreu, any of the other guys that run a crap load of outlaw races every year and run everywhere else they want. Nobody, even the all-powerful and evil war racing group, is stopping anyone from racing anywhere if they want. This was really not that hard to understand. The Outlaws will try again next weekend at Granite City at Hobstop. I think that uh, Outlaw show is probably going to draw a big field of cars, so we'll see where some of these teams now scatter. There's already no All-Star racing this weekend. That basically leaves Central Pennsylvania and Ohio as options. There's a few other scattered weekly shows out there as well, but I think Central PA will probably be the place for a lot of these guys if they want to race elsewhere. Oh, we've also lost the opening USAC Midget Weekend with Kokomo canceled as well. Remember that they didn't race in Florida this, uh, this season, so this was going to kick off their year. With Kokomo canceled, though, we'll now have to wait another full month as the next racing on the USAC Midget schedule is May 19th and 20th at Belleville, Kansas. On top of the Outlaws at 411, there are a few other shows to check out tonight. It looks like the ASCS might actually get to finally start their 2023 year. Uh, they're at Jackson Motor Speedway uh, today and Texarkana 67 Speedway tomorrow. They've had six rainouts since March 17th, and they continue to be the most snake-bitten dirt racing series the last year and a half. Uh, they've got a big field of full-timers expected. There's plenty of new faces, some usual suspects, and I think with Blaine, uh, Blake Hahn off to do more 410 racing, we should have a new champion this year. It's not showing right now, or at least wasn't showing earlier on the flow racing schedule, but if you're not near uh, the tracks this weekend, you should be able to watch the ASCS stuff live on flow. Also tonight, the USMTS kicks off a three-race weekend at 81 Speedway. Tonight's 3,000 win, Friday's 5,000 win, Saturday is 10,000 win. Jason Hughes is the series points leader right now over Terry Phillips and Dan Ebert. Through seven race nights so far, we have yet to have a repeat winner with the modified series. Points leader Hughes is without a victory himself. Uh, but his six top tens in seven races is good enough right now to be out front. If you can't make it to 81 this weekend, Racing Dirt has the live streams. Before we close out, thanks to the double-digit comments yesterday pointing out that I said Hudson O'Neill blew a right rear at Eldora and not a right front. Not that it makes any difference whatsoever to the, t uh, the topics we discussed on the show yesterday or O'Neill's eventual fate in that race, but yeah, you are correct. 
I watched the race on replay as I usually do, uh, and I skipped through the caution periods because a flat tire is a flat tire. Uh, if there's anything I know after doing more than 800 of these daily shows is that once in a while, I'm going to screw something up. Sorry. Uh, there are six shows today across the streaming services. Dirt Vision has the World of Outlaws late models from 411, like I said, and Dirt Vision now. Racing Dirt has those US uh, MTS modifieds from 81 Speedway. Clay Preview has action from Perth. Flow has the ASCS Sprint Cars and Flow 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Thursday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>